You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 264 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I've um, I got myself a glass of wine before we started recording. Why? <laughs> oh, you know, it's just been one of those days, one of those weeks. <laughs> so I've spent the vast majority of the week, Gina, um, wrestling with my new printer because I, I thought decided... there was a pause after wrestling and I'm like tell me no <laughs> Valerie no you've gone to wrestling now as yeah okay great you're a wrestler now and no, what would no, your no. okay if you were wrestling uh-huh. what would your wrestling name be I don't know El Corazon or something <laughs> <laughs> haven't thought of that before <laughs> Oh, my God. No, wrestling with my new printer because I decided to invest in a fine art printer, an Epson. Yeah. And it's been, well, it's... I. It's been relatively new, so... um, And it's been such an interesting exercise because, oh, my God, you need a PhD practically if somebody doesn't set it up for you. But having said that... You need, obviously, to download all of the right printer profiles, mm-hmm. um, not only for the printer, but also specifically for the exact paper that yep. you are using. And there are countless papers you could be using. Mm. But anyway, and even with the paper that you are using, it might not have its own special printer profile, but then you have to go search for the equivalent paper that has that printer profile, and then download it. And then, of course, when you're printing from Photoshop or wherever, whatever product, there are countless options that you can choose, none of which are intuitive, Mm. and countless conflicting pieces of advice on the internet. So even if you absorb everything on the internet, and I'm really good at research, Mm. and, and you talk directly to Epson and you talk directly to you know, um, printing specialists, it is. it can take forever. And finally, you might have all of the right things or the right settings and all of that, but literally nothing <laughs> looks like what it does on screen. I know it's not going to be exact. I am well aware of that. However, the difference is like ridiculous. Mm. So I've been spending the week adjusting colors so that and well not only adjusting colors but spending obviously a lot of time and money on paper because you got to print it on the exact paper right to get the yeah on paper and ink to ensure that I'm color correcting to the what I'm happy with it has been 
an effort and a half. That's yeah. just putting it lightly. Respect, Val. I <laughs> couldn't do it. I oh. refuse to do it. I get my I prints it's outsourced crazy. because I don't have I, the patience. I've broken the um, back of it, so I'm really happy with that. And I did that late last night when mm-hmm. the print came and I went, and I went, oh, my God, that's it. That's exactly what I need. But if I were wanting to display that print, let's say online, I have to then re-engineer my image to look like the print, which is... <laughs> well, you need to change your profile to put it online because yes, it's, what you'll but... print off a, through Photoshop for, a, you know, a um, high-end looking print, you're going to have more colours uh, through an actual physical copy and then online it compresses. You don't have the colour range and also anyone who's looking at that on their uncalibrated computer are not going to see what you see. So you can't oh, control nuts. what everyone sees. So you've got to give them the best general version. So that's why the SRGB right. profile uh, online is, is the best. But then Photoshop, Facebook, Instagram crunch every single color and change it. So you could have a beautiful red and everyone else is seeing it as pink going, oh, my God, I love the pinks. No, it's actually red. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy, crazy, so crazy. I'm so no wonder you're drinking. Be, I'm drinking and I've not only am I drinking, I've signed up to fine art printing courses. Um, so I'll have more to report after I do them. Fantastic, Val. Anyway, there we go. There, I'm drinking. And then you'll start my... wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? El Corazon. Mm. Uh, I used to love watching wrestling and I I just, as a kid, uh, Sunday morning, world championship wrestling, I used to watch Mario Mm -hmm. Milano at Festival Hall. And then um, the great irony, the twist uh, in uh, my first uh, major, no, second studio right across the road from Festival Hall. Oh, yes, It was that's so right. exciting and I was like, yes. this is the home of World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and then I found out, Val, uh-huh. and I, sorry to anyone if this is a spoiler, the wrestling <laughs> isn't real. <laughs> it's not real. Sorry if that's a spoiler to anyone. <laughs> I loved it. Yes, yes. I can't wait to see that movie Fighting With My Family, actually. What's that about? Um, it's this family from somewhere in the UK who actually the brother and sister want, aspire to be in WWF and, or E or whatever it's called these days. And they audition and it's really the, the brother who wants to be in it. I think from this, I'm just basing this on the trailer and, but he doesn't get in and she does and she gets to move to America and join. And it's a true story. And The Rock is in it. He's playing a cameo. And she's actually, she's a real um, wrestler. Um, and it's her story, basically. Wow. What, one yeah. of my career highlights is the WWE came to Australia and I spent like five days following oh, cool. them around. And, you know, The Rock and Triple A. I, I didn't know any of them. Isn't I didn't The know Rock anyone. cool? He's just the coolest. I love his movies. He's amazing. Just, and yeah, he's funny. He just, and he's he can funny. work. I watch his workout videos. Okay. <laughs> I do. Because he's like, he's amazing. Yeah, he's he amazing. I just so wonder much. where he gets clothes that fit him. Well, there's special stores, Val, that do big men clothing for people who work out. But yeah, he's got like a very custom. specific shape, so I suspect so he gets his tailored. You'd have but to. But anyway. But he always looks amazing. And have you watched Ballers? 
I love ballers. <laughs> this is oh not God. a TV and wrestling show. No. Uh, we're actually doing a podcast on the best DIY photography tips and gadgets. Yes. But, you know, sorry, yes. we've got to get our and, pop culture out of the way first. But if you, and, and one of those gadgets is if you do get an Epson Fine Art printer, set aside two weeks to just learn it. Yeah. No, anyway. How many bottles of wine is it to learn oh, how to print? My There's probably a scale goodness. there. I think so. Yes. So anyway, yes, I do watch Ballers. I think it's great. Um, yeah, good fun. That's another one we agree on, Gina. There's not that many shows. What's that happened? The Earth's going to tip off its access because we actually are both in love with Succession. Yeah. Best show I've ever, ever seen in my life. Yep. Ever. Ever. So good. Full stop. So good. Yeah. But, yes, it's not a um, television podcast. So let's move on. Yeah. Two, the best DIY photography tips and gadgets. Where do we start, Gina? And I'm going to keep drinking while you're talking. All right. So um, I am a lover of uh, DIY. And we know that, like, if you're getting into photography and loving it, there's so many uh, photography gadgets on the market that will help you um, store your gear, protect your gear, modify your lighting, uh, there's photography backshot, backdrops and lenses, tripods, light stands and lighting accessories and lights as well. Now, I'm of the belief and always have, have been that there are certain items that you probably, it's a good idea, particularly if you are uh, working, making money from your photography and you need to get consistent results, then there's, there's stuff that I just think spend the money, buy them once and keep those for a lifetime because it's worth yeah. it's worth having gear that doesn't fall apart and that you can actually rely on. You're going to get consistent results because the last thing you want is something that, you know, a light that you can't guarantee the colour that comes out of it. And, you know, for some certain commercial jobs, it's important that you know that light's going to work, right? Mm. Or you know that, you're, that your light stand is going to hold your light up. It's not going to blow over in the wind because you've held it together with gaffer tape. So there's, there's stuff that <laughs> I think it's important that you, you know, invest in lenses, things like that, important. But then again, uh, there's other stuff. And I grew up with a dad who was a master MacGyver and he was <laughs> the kind of guy that just loved to make stuff in a half-assed way. <laughs> and that kind of rubbed off on me. So I, I, I love doing things with gaff. If I can find a way that I could make this, it's just the joy of being able to reverse engineer something that you've seen and that mm. you want to experiment with and make it yourself. So um, that's why I love uh, MacGyvering stuff and I am just so happy when I see other people MacGyvering stuff. And it's actually nice to be able to, if you're learning photography, to be able to have a go at something by mm. making it, saving all that money and you don't have to like sell your left kidney to get a hold mm. of it. You know what I mean? So yes. I thought we'd dedicate Because you get a- so much more for your right kidney. You reckon? Left kidneys are not as in demand. <laughs> the right kidney's better. Well, there you go. But, mm. you know, that, that's why I thought we'd dedicate a whole show to yeah, the yeah. best uh, DIY photography right. tips and gadgets. I, I right? love gadgets. So, let's go. Um, first up, um, the DIY canvas backdrop and for anything that we uh, talk about today I've got links uh, linking back to some good blog posts that uh, people have shared uh, about this sort of stuff now the uh, canvas backdrops like you know if you get a bespoke one you can spend a couple of thousand dollars easily if you Mm. you buy some of the better ones and uh, I have always 
painted my own canvases and it, it really isn't that hard it's and and you can do it for around a uh, hundred bucks and so a hundred bucks sounds like a lot of money but you know compared to spending a couple of thousand it's still a big saving and so, uh, so you're talking specifically about like a canvas like a drop sheet which you then paint yeah like it yeah and you use that as a background like so um and you can paint it whatever color you want and the beauty of this so val this is something that you could you could do bespoke canvas photography backdrops but hang on do you paint it with house paint or no there is a special uh canvas paint that you buy and so like you can you and basically the way you prepare your canvas, so you use gesso first on your canvas. Unless you paint, it's pre-primed. Right, pre-primed. So you'll, there'll be a kind of primer that you use and um, there's some that look like will make – like so when you do your canvases, obviously you buy yours ready stretched unless it's a, a, mm. a bespoke piece that's certain size, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, And it's stretched out on the, the timber frame. But for mm. this, this one, you're not stretching it out. It's going to be a loose canvas. And the thing with these is you, you prime it and then you'll, you'll – you'll, do your base color and then you can uh, roll on your, your dappled color so you can make like dappled but gray, what do you, you paint, make but a red what one. what instrument do you use So you could use it? rollers, brushes, whatever you want. It depends on how rough and ready you want it to be. So it's, um, it's a pretty uh, simple and straightforward process. And I've made, um, I've made DIY canvases with um, – that have been, you know, 10 metres wide. So so there are – there are you can go to wholesale canvas suppliers and, and obviously you want to um, search them out in your particular neck of the woods in the world. Mm. And is that a um, – is that an Aussie slang word, neck of the woods? No. Nah. I don't That's think That's a generic so, no. term. I'm starting to second guess myself about oh, what's what, – what. But, but what basically – What Aussie about it? We don't even don't have know. woods. I can make it sound Aussie. We don't but, have woods. Um, but you can you can get your canvas backdrop, and I think with you know certain off the rack materials, there's a certain width um, that that is custom, like you know that, a certain width that is uh, like off the rack uh, of of a, a certain bolt of like canvas. But then there's um, if you go uh, to to a specialised canvas supplier, you can actually get wider lengths because what you don't want is to sew. Um, lengths together so that you get the seam you, you want to avoid that so you can get extra wide canvas if you want a bigger drop but if you're just shooting one or two people or just for headshots you can just get you know sort of six foot by nine foot um piece of canvas and then you want your um your paint rollers and you can have texture rollers and um you can you know your primer and then you, your paints and you end up paying about um a hundred dollars and it's very very easy to do so it's just like I imagine if, painting a wall same thing but it's on I wonder the, if painted you could on use, the floor remember last week um when we interviewed peter foot yeah and he used fabric paint spray to spray his couch i wonder if you could use that kind of thing yeah, maybe you could, but I think it's easier to roll as well. But yeah, I guess yeah, there's yeah. fabric sprays as well, so you could get like um, a mottled effect. But you know, so the beauty of the canvas is you just um, you could either roll it up or fold it. And as mm. they as you use them more and more, at first they're kind of a bit crunchy, you know, but then they soften up. And you know, as you use it more and more, they're just like quite soft, and you can you just hang them up. 
and right. um, you've got uh, an instant and beautiful backdrop. And then when you get sick of it, you can paint over it and paint change the it. color. And if you have like, say you've got a base gray one, uh, mm-hmm. you can then light that with gels. So colored gels and you can change it to any color that you want. So you could have a, you know, yeah. you could have a blue, blue background, yellow background, red background, and that's a great way to um, get like multiple shots from mm-hmm. the same setup with one backdrop. And then you could have a double-sided one. So you could have one side gray and one side red if you wanted, mm. you know, there's all sorts of things you do. So I think that's a fantastic uh, DIY hack. If you just need a little bit of space uh, to be able to um, paint in, obviously you don't do it on the carpet in the lounge room because you're not going to be very popular. And we'll put a link in the show notes to uh, the broke photographers what a great that. name for a the blog <laughs> um, about how they do uh, their diy canvas backdrop and it's pretty cool it is all right cool. so the show notes are you can find that at ginamilitia.com that's m-i-l-i-c-i-a so that was a great macgyver hack gina now the next one is diy tripod sliders is that right yeah so this is uh more for those of you who are filming stuff and you know how you get the beautiful panning shots where you might pan across something in a room or you know when you're doing those lovely sweeping shots where you want usually they'll have um uh rollers the 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 tripod yeah the dolly right so this is a really really cool diy cheap as chips hack for a dolly so i don't know if you've ever used these before but you know when um you i doubt i can't even imagine you moving furniture val but there are these um things called um furniture sliders i have them under my sofa thank you there you go. So can you describe what they are then if you have yeah, them? Yeah, they're like, um, well, they can be circular, but I suppose they can be any other shape. And they are designed so that you put them under the legs of your sofa or your t- dining table, or you probably wouldn't put it under a chair because you just pick the chair up, um, or under a piano or something like that. And um, But of, of just legs of things. And... Um, you you then you can drag the piece of furniture across the you know I, I did that with some furniture here moved it to another room um, because they are designed to slip very easily across a surface and so the word drag involves effort it's not even dragging you can just use your finger and lightly touch them and they move right because they make it, them super slippery it to depends move around. how heavy no, no. <clears throat> your table is still on them yeah but if you've got a, something like a tripod and you put these three furniture sliders under the tripod legs right and then you had say you had your tripod on top of your dining table with these um furniture sliders underneath the tripod and then you move you can then move your tripod it slides like it's yes, on a dolly it slides. That's really right. beautiful how, how, so you get these beautiful um gliding panning shots very easily and you can get packs of 20 of these for nothing on amazon yes. really so so however that probably works if you're not recording audio as well well your audio is separate so if you've got the person um yeah it's not going to make that much noise but yeah if you're just doing lovely sort of um b-roll 
then yeah. it's not going to matter. And mostly those panning shots are B-roll, so it's not yes. going to be um, an issue with audio. But a great simple way and, you know, I've seen people use skateboards as dollies, like anything that you can slip mm. and slide. The other thing that I've seen people use is you put your DSLR on a towel on a table and then you just drag that across. So anything that's going to reduce the friction and, and be able to move the the camera back and forth in these yeah, like nice idea. sort of, yeah. um, you know, lovely seamless kind of uh, mm. forward and back motion, you'll get these lovely beautiful panning shots. And I think if you um, add uh, shooting video to your list of um, can-do things as a photographer these days. It's just going to mm. open up a whole other world to you and you can add that as a uh, an add-on to the list okay. of things for your clients. So that, that's a handy little tip. Brilliant. All right. So what's your next DIY tip, Gina? I absolutely love this. This is um, using a portable leaf blower for hair. Okay, so let me explain. So um, when I'm shooting people, often um, if you're doing portraits, especially lifestyle portraits, and you've got the beautiful light and the beautiful location, I love just to get a little bit of – and I've done this with you, Val, as well, you know, when we do your shots, just to get a bit of movement in the hair. And you don't want it to look like uh, in the 80s when we were doing our mm. photography, what we used to use was wind machines or yeah. hair dryers and things like that. The problem with these, um, and often expen- like wind machines can be really expensive, but the downside of using a wind machine to get um, air into the hair yeah. is there's only two settings. There's like um, <laughs> old lady with emphysema blowing on you, right? <laughs> That's setting one. And then mm-hmm. setting two is gale force winds, yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. what happens is the poor hairdresser has just spent two hours getting the hair looking that tussled beautiful yeah. look and then you put mm. the wind machine on it and it just – what it does is it separates all the hair and you get these single hair strands and the – the hair blows off the face and it looks terrible and you might get yeah. one in every 400 frames that actually is usable. Yeah. The And I can't remember which makeup because I'd actually name them, but I, I first saw this um, a few years ago where a, a makeup artist just pulled out one a, a battery-operated leaf blower. So it's not the big it. one because I've got a um, – I've actually got a um, two-stroke – Okay. Two-stroke leaf blower that I use at home. Because you've got a lot of leaves. The kids bought me for Mother's Day. because <laughs> I, but Not because they thought of it themselves, because they said, Mum, we don't never know what to get you for Mother's Day. When do we get you? That's how they speak, by the way. Um, <laughs> I said, I really want a leaf blower. They're like, there's something wrong with you. There really yep, is. something wrong with you. And the, the best gift I've ever gotten. I'm so happy with this. I just feel so tough using it it is just my happy place and it is so satisfying to have an area where there's leaves and then to just blow them all and then there's no leaves but you realize that you've just blown them to another place i know that your partner has the same obsession i think (laughs) Uh, he gets the same status he understands me uh it's no he hates leaf blowers oh does he yes i thought he liked them i love them anyway Okay, so the thing about the leaf blower, so um, and he also with we... chainsaws. All right, that's a worry. Oh, I'm tiger! Tiger's that's... come to join. <coughs> he the turned eighteen. Episode. 
Oh, happy birthday to Tiger. We interrupt this episode to bring you birthday wishes to Tiger Militia. Happy birthday, Tiger. That's adorable. Um, So he's allowed to do whatever he likes. Back on the leaf blower. The thing with – so hair dryers can work, but, again, they do tend to blow the air around and you can never get it in the right spot. And often the problem with using a hair dryer to get some sort of wind in the hair is – um, the person holding the hairdryer, the wind technician, yeah. uh, needs because you've got to give everyone a name yeah, yeah. on set, um, needs to be almost in the frame mm-hmm. to get the air to, to be close close enough to the model to get a, some actual decent movement. So it's no good. So these little leaf blowers, uh, what you want is like the little battery-operated ones and what you want is the tip of it where the, the air comes out needs to be quite narrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just sort of, you just, and, and the, the makeup artist is just doing a little, right. so it's a little blast of air. Sound like a lightsaber. And yeah. it's just a little blast of air. And what that does is you're not trying to push all the hair around, you're just trying to kick out little sections. Yes. Like it's a little zephyr of wind that. Do you like that look? Zephyr. Val? Word, Zephyr. Mm, hey, you're fresh with that, Val. Right. I am too. This is turning into your other podcast. <laughs> Zephyr. Um, so you just want a little kick of it, and these things do it well. And so they're because they're uh, rechargeable batteries, uh, you can just have them in your kit, and I th- they, they really add another level to your photos just to give a little bit of life. And you can also use them on clothing. So say what someone's wearing a dress that's flowing a diaphanous dress there's a word for you diaphanous even i would have to google that word i would never even heard it in my life val but you can give a the bit kind of, of dress you wear with a leaf blower <laughs> the kind <laughs> dress what would you what accessory would you have with this dress a leaf blower <laughs> um fantastic and it just it really makes a difference to your shots and these are the little one percenters that take your photography to the next level uh, you can get the high-end, um, sexy brand ones, or you can the get two the two-stroke. Yeah, you can get the no, not two-stroke because that would probably make everyone sick and they're loud. But the little <laughs> battery-operated ones, about um, sixty dollars Australian. Mm-hmm. So what's that? About forty, yeah, US. So not that expensive. Good investment if you're doing a lot of um, headshots and lifestyle photography. Worth having in your kit and. Um, for for the goldies, uh, there is actually the gold community. Uh, the gold community. There is a tutorial on that. So one light, one leaf blower, um, and uh, where I show you how to use that, and uh, and and the, you know the before and afters, and and making the most uh, of uh, getting life into the shot. So I've linked to that in the show notes if you're interested in having a look at that tutorial for the gold members. So that's an excellent tutorial from Gina, and if you're in the gold community and you've missed it yes you can get the easy link through the show notes at ginamilitia.com and if you're not a member of the gold community and you're wondering what it is have a listen to this this podcast is brought to you by the gold community i love working with members of my gold community it's incredible to see them grow and develop as photographers here's what kim partridge had to say 
So I joined, I think, last July time after listening to the podcast for a little while and absolutely fantastic. I've been in there on a couple of occasions when I've been really stressed or I've had problems on a shoot and not only have I had fantastic encouragement from other members, um, but also like spot on advice quickly when needed from, from Gina. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fantastic experience. How have you changed in terms of how you are as a photographer when you first came in to today? Just immensely. Um, I mean, when you look, if I look at my shots personally from, from day one and then look at how I'm shooting now and just the way I'm taking my time more, composing differently, uh, using so many different tools that you've taught me over the course of this week is, yeah, incomparable. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, just go to ginamilitia.com and click on Join the Community. All right, so that's some info on the Gold community and it'll be great to see you in there. Now let's move on to your awesome DIY gadgets and tips. What's next, Gina? So the next one uh, is from a uh, blog post from DIY Photography and this is like um, if you ever, like if you're uh, old enough to remember slides, uh, there, there are a lot of people that might have archives of photos that were taking on, taken on uh, positive slide film and you yeah. don't want to um, get those uh, photos you know, printed, it's quite expensive or you don't want to get them scanned or you don't actually have a scanner, you can make your own kind of light box and just photograph them using um, a DSLR camera. Yeah, right? that's yeah, that's a clever idea. So if you can either have a light box because they're not that expensive yep. and put them on the light block light box and just shoot them yeah or if you don't have a light box what this post is suggesting so suggesting is that you just get a what find a white screen on your um computer you know it could just be the word document or whatever yeah um taking up most of the screen and then hold your slide up to it because it your computer effectively becomes a light box and then shoot it that way so very clever yeah, yeah, it's very, very handy. And um, you don't even need to use a computer. You could just use, a, like, on a sunny day, just put it up to a window. Same thing. Yeah, you know, a bright window. Same technique. And then you can go ahead and uh, you've got copies of all your old slides. Very, very good, clever hack, you know, yeah, fun to do and check out the family history. And so I'll put a link into the show notes for that blog post as well. Yeah. All right. The next one is a photo wall. This is really cool. I actually loved the idea of this. And I think, like, honestly, if, um, Valerie, if I say the word to you, floppy disk, uh-huh. can you remember floppy disks? Yes, I can. So um, basically they were the original CDs, DVDs or hard drives, right? Yes. That's how um, information from computers used to be stored. Now, you could not put a floppy disk in a computer, one of today's computers, right? No. You can't. You can't even put a DVD in You can't in put a DVD, you can't put them. a CD, and there are certain hard drives that will also be obsolete because the computers don't have the right ports to attach that hard drive. So yeah. basically you need to think whenever you're storing any of your photos, the only way that if you want your future generations to see your work and to 
um, make sure that that is, you know, absolutely, um, you know, archival, print it. It's the only way it's going to last, honestly. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because everything mm-hmm. else will be obsolete. So this idea from, um, and the blog post is Baked Brie, uh, and I'll put a link, and she's got like a, she, what she's done in her kitchen is she's gone ahead and she's printed um, hundreds of six by four prints with white borders of all her favorite yeah. images, and she's lined her entire kitchen wall with these images. Yeah. Seamlessly. And it looks beautiful. And so yeah, you could beautiful. do this with your Instagram feed. So just go yeah. to a Walmart or a Kmart or anything with Mart in it seems to be the place <laughs> to go and yeah. get, um, you know, there's, there's, they have deals where it's seven cent prints on the first Sunday of every month or whatever. And just go and get mm. everything printed out, same size, yeah. and just line your entire wall. Like if you've got an, a, an area that you work in, an office, or you, 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 the back of your bathroom door, anywhere, put your prints up and look at them. Great and you'd idea. be amazed at how, um, how fantastic it would look or just the family archives. I think this is a great idea. I'm going to think I'm going to do it on one of my walls here in the office because I love the idea and you could do it with bigger images as well. They don't have to be six by four. They could be square, you know, 10 by 10 Mm. or whatever you wanted. But I just, I love the idea and not very expensive and I think it looks amazing. And there's an actually great recipe for a chocolate yoga cake just underneath. Okay, noticed. thanks for that, Gina. <laughs> but yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes. And um, there's uh, there's a great photo of um, Bree's kitchen where all of these photos. It's like a living in a kitchen that's a giant Instagram feed. So it looks it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. All right. The next one is. <laughs> so this is good and bad. <laughs> I okay. love the idea. So 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 you know when um say you've got to photograph a series of products. Uh, yeah. And you want it to be uh, on seamless white paper, right? A seamless white background. So what I mean by, say you've got a product that you want to photograph and you want to have it on a white background, but you don't want to have the edge, like the, the floor and the wall or, you know, yeah. you, you want it to be seamless. So just nice white background and you don't yeah. happen to have a seamless roll. <laughs> this is a great idea. Um, the idea is to put the, put the products in your bath. And shoot that them in there. is a great idea. Isn't that a good idea? That is a great idea. I never thought of that. Well, no. So now if you've got like, a lot of people just uh, by nature of their bathrooms uh, might have a skylight. I know my bathroom is bright white because it's got a big mm. skylight and lots of big mm. windows in there. So the light in there is flat and even. It's actually if I ever did take selfies, that's yeah. where I'd do them because it's good <laughs> okay. light, right? Yes. So – um, assuming you've got a nice white bathtub that, yes, that yes. you know, scrub clean, you could just do a whole series of products in there and it's like a nice, uh, nice surface to photograph on. That you have to get in the bath to do them, idea. but yeah, yeah, it's just a, a bit of fun <laughs> and, a, and a clever, a clever idea to, uh, photograph your products. So if you've just got a wow. couple of little things that you want to photograph and get out there, put them in the bath, white background. Of course. I'm going to do that. That sounds like fun. What are you going to photograph in there? I don't know. Just products and Your products. Know, you've co- Lego. What's, what, Lego. I don't know. I feel like making like Lego stories now. <coughs> do you? 
Are you well, serious? This makes no, this is so exciting, Val. I love no, Lego. I mean, in what the story, bath. What stories? Well, I don't haven't thought of them yet. With Lego, I want to be well, involved maybe. in this. Okay. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you want to come and photograph in my bath? Can we do too? Lego soap operas? Sure. <laughs> can we do Can we do a Lego uh um, pod, a, 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 a podcast on um, succession recaps using Lego characters. <laughs> I'm, I'm Valerie. I'm serious That'd about this. That'd be hilarious. I want to do That'd this. So we could create the mansion. Fun. We could be all the characters between oh the two of us. God. We could have all the ca- and we just do a recap and just film the 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 succession That'd as Lego. Be hilarious. We'll do an Instagram feed. Someone's going to steal oh our idea God. if we don't do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> Where are we? Oh my god! Have you got enough got Lego? Lego? Do I have to go I've buy got, Lego? I, I, I've got original we have to Lego buy... from the seventies. But we have to buy the people to look, make them look like you know Logan and Kieran. It's Culkin not going to be and... hard. Okay. We could have the cars. We could have the mansions. We could have the 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 the, the dinner. We could do the dinner party. I want to do the dinner party. That's the first scene from episode five, season two. Okay. Sure, Get on it, everyone! Cause... Get on it! Keep you know. Yes, get on it. Okay. All right, next we digress. One. Yep. Let's move on with the next one. Uh, so this is for your iPhone or smartphone, uh, how to make a macro lens. So lenses for – you can buy lenses for your smartphones. You can buy zoom lenses, wide lenses, macro lenses. Basically, they attach to the uh, camera on your smartphone onto the back and they'll convert your camera from your the camera in your smartphone from a super wide – I think they're like 13 millimeters, I think. Don't quote me on that. They're super wide lenses – to a long lens or um, uh, a wide or macro, and in this this back this um, blog post talks about how to uh, make a macro lens. So basically, it's a bit of MacGyvering. You got to get you know those laser pointers that cats love to yeah. chase that you get yeah. for like five dollars. Well, you got to pull get one of those and pull it apart, and inside of them they've got like a tiny little lens, right? It's like okay. a dot of glass. And you take that lens and you attach it to your lens of your phone, this little dot of glass, and you just attach it using some um, some tape, right? Mm-hmm. And it converts your your smartphone uh, wide lens to a macro lens, so you can shoot detailed stuff. Um, cool. Details, yeah. I like That's it. That's a fun okay. little bit of MacGyvering because you've got to pull something apart and you feel like you made mm. something, <laughs> you know? Okay. So that's uh, um, DIY uh, Instructables is uh, the, um, the the website for that. And we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and What's so uh, I put the question out to the uh, podcast listeners uh, from the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. And uh, if you have um, – hi to everyone who's recently joined. We've got a, had a lot of new members lately. And if you want to join, um, just look for Val, search for – what is it? So you want to be a photographer podcast community on Facebook and request to join. We'd love to have you in there. And if you can't remember that, uh, when you get a moment, just check back in the show notes and there's a link in there that you can just click on the link and it'll get you straight there. But so I asked uh, for the best um, DIY hacks in there and um, 
Emma McPherson came in um, and uh, she uh, her hack, and this is fantastic. So she says that she will go to an op shop, so a secondhand shop, and she will get uh, like a, a, a secondhand wetsuit, right, that yeah. someone's used to be uh, a boogie boarder in, probably Val. How's your <laughs> boogie boarding going, by the way? Well, it's been cold. Do I yeah, of course. Summer? Yeah. So you want to make sure that when you buy a used wetsuit that you thoroughly wash it and disinfect it because you know what people do in wetsuits. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you want to get all the wee out of it first. So you want to be adding a bit of um, – I'd be putting some – some disinfectant in there as well. And there also um, potentially could be sand in there as well. So you make sure that you thoroughly wash it five times through the washing machine. And then you can cut off the um, arms and Mm -hmm. use those. Emma uses these. She uses two to wrap her lenses. Um, So that she just like they're just tossing around in her backpack that that protects those from um, getting knocked. And um, and then if she's because sometimes you have to pack them in your luggage if you're traveling uh, interstate or overseas and she'll wrap them in two to protect them. So uh, I think that was an excellent idea. Excellent. But wash, wash, Wash double wash, triple wash, add all sorts of disinfectant, get that wee and sand out of there. (laughs) Um, Kai Hansen, also from the um, podcast community, also uh, one of our goldies, came up with a stubby holder (laughs) as a snoot on a flash. Fantastic idea. So Ah. you put that on your flash and that will narrow uh, the flash beam and make the flash beam a lot stronger. So you can use that to um, create all sorts of beautiful effects and it just like controls that light so it's not spreading everywhere. And if you just want to add a tiny little dook of light to something, the stubby holder. All right. Uh, next, Val, uh, Mike yeah. Hickman, another longtime member, an active member of the uh, podcast community, who I would um, name as one of the master MacGyvers uh, in the community. Uh, <laughs> I knew he'd come back with something and he hasn't disappointed. So what he's done is uh, he's made a macro light out of a speed light and it's he's he's explained it as it's made with a can of Pringles uh, you eat the contents first. Ah, oh, right? important. Don't save them. Uh, Pringles uh, are fantastic. Pringles and a cup of tea is heaven <laughs> for me. Um, so you cut um, the side to fit the head of your speed light and mm-hmm. then he's used gaffer tape, which is another must-have if you're a MacGyver, and he's gaffer taped the Pringle can onto his speed light, and then he's also, just to make it look a bit prettier, he's gaffer taped the outside of the Pringle box so that, you know, it doesn't now, – now it looks like an actual rigid piece of equipment, and he's even, even supplied a, a shot, a macro shot of a ring that he's used uh, to light good. using this way. And so, again, it's just a – kind of creates a little uh, snoot for your uh, flashlight so the light's not going everywhere. It's just focusing that light on the tiny little object that you're trying to photograph. A good um, use of Pringles. Yeah, and you get the joy of eating them first and Mm. then, you know, Pringles are the best. I only eat salt and vinegar. You just wrecked it. 
<laughs> Salt and vinegar is wrong on no, all levels. No, it's not. It's so the, only the universe kind. is now on its correct axis because we were starting to agree on way too many things, <laughs> and it was making me uncomfortable, Val. So, okay. plain is the way to go. You only don't be cutting no. the chips with anything. Don't be putting any salt. No, salt and vinegar is just wrong because you can't have that with a cup of tea because all you can I taste could. is a salt. No, wrong. Don't like anyway, it. let's move on. Do we um, have another one. Peter Foote is also uh, a master MacGyver. Came out with um, some fantastic um, hacks in last week's episode. Mm. And if you haven't heard that, go and have a listen to Peter talking about how he fitted out his home studio for less than fourteen hundred US dollars. Some great hacks there. But he's come back with. Um, he looked everywhere for a convenient solution to packing his AD200s, which are the Godox speed lights, mm. and because you don't want them knocking around um, in your no. camera bag. So he like, went and got uh, 12 bucks worth of tradie socks from Big W, which is kind of <laughs> like the Aussie equivalent of Walmart, and uh, he, he wraps his uh, speed lights in socks and then – He's always got a spare set of socks every time he needs them. In case <laughs> there are people who don't know, tradie socks are tradesperson's socks. Yeah, Tradies, you'll be yeah. our Aussie dictionary, Val. Oh, okay. uh, so when I put the call I out. I don't know how tradesperson socks are vastly different to regular socks. They're but just a bit thicker, Val. They're thick. Yeah, they're okay. thick so that you can wear them under your tradie boots. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So and they keep That's your feet right. warm and they protect your feet and they've probably got thermal qualities and um something like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh when I put the call out in the Facebook group for um MacGyver hacks, uh DIY hacks, I also mm. said that uh bonus points for anyone who uh had a mullet and um <laughs> Matt Zan, who is um, uh, who who was one of my goldies as yeah. as well, and he's doing some fantastic photography. He's been sharing all his work, and he's been generous enough to share uh, all his diagrams as well in the uh, the podcast group. Came out with, um, he said, I can't think of any recent MacGyver actions, but I did have a mullet in the 80s as well as a Don Johnson suit. And he's posted a photo and it's a classic. Look at him. Is that amazing? That's a good mullet. That's so good. I love it. Oh, my God. That's totally a Don Johnson suit. We'll put the image in the show notes if you want to have a look. That's great. I had a mullet in the 80s for a minute. Oh, my God. Didn't you have one? No. No, you didn't go to the right school, Val. Obviously. No. <laughs> Imagine you with a mullet. How much could I pay you to get a mullet? What would it take? You couldn't. Name a figure. No. Nothing. No. A billion dollars. Would you get a mullet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but there's a price for everything. Oh, she can be bought. Um, yeah. Stephen Nolly, uh also in the Facebook group, and this is fantastic. This is such a good hack. Putting a washer on my key ring to light to tighten quick release plates. So the tripod plates that you um, take on and off your cameras, uh, you need to have either a um, a coin in your pocket. Who carries money these days? Oh, yeah. And and um, I found that I might have coins, but it's usually uh, a dollar coin, or I might have a um, a two dollar coin. They're too fat. 
now. Yeah, so they don't true. work. And um, what I used to have on my key ring is I actually drilled a hole in a 10 cent piece and put that on my key ring. This um, is so much better. A washer. Put a washer yes. on your key ring and then clever. it's permanently there. That is that is a fantastic hack, Very Stephen. clever. That He's is got, a good one. And and another good one, and I've actually done this as well because when you I can't believe sh- you drilled a hole through a 10-cent piece. I know. I think that's think. illegal actually. Yeah, probably. You're not allowed to do that. I didn't do that if anyone's listening. I allegedly did that. Um. <laughs> yes, I was I was in another country once where I was working and it was an offence in that country to like reproduce money. But what I did, I photographed or I commissioned a photographer to photograph money just because I wanted it to go with a story in the magazine. And that incident got called up in Parliament and we got um, issued with notices that saying that we can't reproduce money. Oh, wow. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I digress. Lawbreaker, Val, and she'd have a <laughs> mullet for a billion dollars. Yep. Billion dollar mullet. That's a good yep. movie, um, yep. like The Indecent Proposal. We could make a Lego story out of it. Yeah, that's yep. the episode five. Um, okay. Stephen Nolly has also come up with a great one, um, wrapping three feet of gaff tape around my tripod leg. So – when you're shooting, um, gaffer tape is very handy, but often like the, 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 when you buy a roll of gaffer tape, they're huge. You can get mini rolls as well, which is another um, um, idea that will save you, but you always, you always need it. And what I normally do is cut, roll, take off strips and put them on top of my camera bags. I put them on my tripod legs. I put them on my light stand. So I've always got a little bit of gaff that I can just rip off and use whenever I need it without having to carry that big cumbersome roll. But like mm. wrapping lots and lots of it around your um, tripod legs is a great idea because it just comes off really easily and yeah. very, very handy. So that's actually a fantastic little hack there. Great hack. Mm. Yeah. So the next one is um, via my assistant, Aaron, who... um, Hello, Aaron. Yeah, and I've actually just ordered one of these. So he's constantly complaining about the state of my stand bags, which, uh, you know... They're either too big or too small or there's not enough. And then stand bags for, you know, light stands, because anything that's got photography in front of it, it's like putting wedding in front of something. Mm. It's triple the price, right? Yeah, yeah. He He's a master MacGyver, he's Aaron, and he's come up with, he's found um, these, uh, they're bags for drum kits. Right. Right. But they're perfect for light stands. And right. so for 40 Australian dollars, I've got myself a beautiful light stand bag and it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, that's a great hack. So there's a link to, um, to that, uh, to the website for those as well, if you're interested. And um, the other thing for stands, and we've talked about this in other shows, is hockey bags where they've got like for, for right. hockey gear or cricket, if you're uh, in the UK or Australia, uh, yeah. and they're often on rollers. Uh, mm. So if you can get your hands on some of those, often you might find those in um, on eBay or secondhand. They're a great way to lug your kit around. So you can have your stands and a couple of lights in there. And because if you wanted to buy the equivalent as a photography version, triple the mm. price. So that's a good good saving. Um, and finally, Val, I yeah. love this. So uh, for those of you who love shooting with uh, speed lights, 
Um, there is a, a great hack. So Manfrotto makes something called um, Justin Clamp or there's also another version of the Super Clamp. And basically it's a kind of clamp that allows you to attach a speed light and then use that clamp to um, hang the speed light off a door or from a... Um, uh, what's what are those things that go across the ceiling? The beams, beams that go across the ceiling. If you want to put a uh, <laughs> the technical yeah. turn, yeah. if you want to, if you want, say, if you want to put a speed light up in the roof, if you're shooting an event and you just want to get some ambient light in there, you know, just to lift the light in the room, and yeah. you want to hang a light rather than having a light stand that everyone's going to knock over, you can mount the light on a on a door jam or up on a beam or or something up high or on a, a speaker mount if you it's an event and yeah. you can use this clamp now manfrotto make them for 56 dollars, but you can diy your own for like 23 and uh there's a um a, a blog that i've linked to that shows you how to do that and it's just a matter of um you know drilling and a few bolts and some bits and pieces and you've got your own little uh version of that and and looks pretty sexy as well yeah pretty good okay you don't have to spend the money on the on the fancy thing yeah so that's that's a some few a few really good um you know diy hacks of course um if you have any more then do um check out the uh the facebook group and let us know there and also if you've got questions that you want to ask um then you can either uh drop those in the facebook group or you can email news at com if you've got a specific question that you want asked on the podcast then um go ahead and do that reach out we'd love to hear from you absolutely that's fantastic so that's a, a bunch of awesome tips and gadgets that hopefully you will find useful and thank you for those of you who made those some of those suggestions as well mm. now we've reached the time of the podcast where we discuss the aussie slang of the week mm. so gina what's your aussie slang of the week uh, my favourite part of the day, what I'm about yeah. to do now prior to, yeah, but you, the opposite of what you're doing is I'm going to have a cuppa, Val. Go on for a okay. cuppa. Cuppa. Yeah. That's C-U-P-P-A, cuppa. Yeah. Aussie mm-hmm. slang. This is a good one. It's Everyone here knows what that word means and it's basically um, to have a cup of tea, have a yes. cuppa. So, so someone will... Um, ring a friend and say, hey, hey, what are you doing? Want to have a cuppa? Thought I'd come around for a cuppa. That's putting it in a sentence. You got another way of saying it, Val? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Put the kettle on. Let's have a cuppa. Yes. And it's it's not a cup of coffee. It's generally tea, isn't it? Oh, you could have a cup of coffee. Come over yeah. for a cuppa. But it well, usually yeah. means tea. Yes. Cup of tea. And, okay. So a tea correctly made has to be um, tea bag first and the water must be boiling. It can't be hot water from um, a coffee machine. It's never hot enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what if you don't have tea bags and you've got tea leaves? Then it still needs to be boiling and it needs to steep long enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. But um, I found that there's many countries in the world that you can't get a good cup of tea and it's very frustrating. <laughs> so I bring my own thermos and oh. tea bags and I insist that they give, like, 
give me a uh, kettle and that's often difficult. So guess what? I travel with my own. I found a portable kettle that um, packs flat. Oh, it's amazing. I got bizarre. it in Italy. It's fantastic. Okay, it's the that's a best good thing. Oh, the best thing I've ever bought because I found that a lot of hotels uh, no longer supply um, kettles kettle, anymore. Yeah. No, that you get a, um, a Netflix, uh, what is it? A Nest Cafe. Uh, Nest, what's the coffee Nespresso. pod? Nespresso. Nespresso now. Every hotel has one of those. And they will say that I'm like, but I need a kettle for tea. They're like, no, you make the tea with the through the Nespresso because that's yes. where the hot water comes out. I'm like, but it's not hot enough. It's right. right. I always get confused by the milk in America because there's half and half. <laughs> I'm not sure what is in each half. Mm. Um, and I don't know, oh, what's the other one? No fat or I don't know. I get there's hot, full fat and milk and half and – oh, there, oh there's, um, there's – Cream. 2%, there's 2% mm. and I'm like, 2% of what? Yeah. <laughs> there's half and half or 2%. Um, Regular. So, I want milk yeah, I from a cow is what you say. Well, it's hard to say that when you're like at a conference venue, like when there's no one around and there's just signs saying half and half and 2%. I've given up, Val, and I now write my order down and just hand them to them like I'm robbing a bank because <laughs> no one understands me over there. <laughs> so I will go and order something and I'll get something the polar opposite of it because I say, yeah, yeah, we under. I said, did you understand what I said? Yeah. So I'll say, oh, can I have um, – you know, a long black coffee and I'll get a hamburger back. And I'm like, you didn't understand what I said. They don't understand me. They're like, what language are you speaking? I'm like, English. They're like, no, you're not. We don't understand you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks for sharing that, Gina. I'm sure people are going to be really appreciative of the fact that you think that they don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, the listeners understand me. Okay, that's good. Just not waitresses, that's what you're saying. Only the waitresses don't understand. All right, fair enough. Okay, so we hope you found that useful. Um, Jean is going to go off and have her cuppa. Cuppa. I'm going to go and finish my grog. And, oh, um, I could have saved that, Val. That's another that's slang. That's okay. I felt that it, you know, Don't be wasting my slang words. Because <laughs> there's so few of them. Um <laughs> Where do we find you online, Gina? I'm at ginamilitia.com, so that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. You can find me on all social media at Gina Militia. And if you want to take your photography to the next level, so um, doesn't matter what level of photography you're in, if you're just starting out or you're a professional and you want to take your photography to the next level, you want to improve your Lightroom, improve your Photoshop, improve your lighting, posing, directing, we do it all in the goal community i'd love the opportunity to work with you and take your photography to the next level just go to ginamilitia.com and click on join the community what about you val you'll find me at valerie Koo, that's k-h-o-o on twitter and instagram and over at valeriekoo.com and of course you will find all of the show notes at ginamilitia.com thank you so much for listening everyone and we look forward to chatting to you again next time thanks guys Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, 
and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.